Welcome to the Bible in the News. This is Jonathan Bowen reporting. This week we go to Ireland, where on Friday the 13th, the luck of the Lisbon Treaty apparently ran out. The European Union has been plunged into chaos after the rejection of its latest treaty by Irish voters, read the first line of the Economist article for June 13th. Open your Bible to Revelation 17. This chapter is an animated depiction of Christian Europe in the latter days. The picture is of a woman riding a beast with ten horns. The horns are described for us in verse 12 as ten kings who eventually make war with the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. Daniel 2 verse 44 tells us, In the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Revelation 17 verse 12 tells us, They have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. In other words, individually, these nations don't amount to much, but collectively, they are powerful for a limited time period. Bible students have looked for many years for the unification of Europe by political means, and have watched as the common market has metamorphosized into the beastie known as the European Union that we see today. Following the Second World War, the nations of Europe were weak. Today, they are going through growing pains as they struggle to align and to have one mind and give their power and strength to the beast. Verse 13. Little and Scott's Greek lexicon defines the word give as to hand over. This is a voluntary action. Under Napoleon, Bismarck, and Hitler, different nations of Europe tried to unite Europe by taking power and strength from the nations. This does not fit the scriptural prerogative. They have to voluntarily give their power and strength. The word power is defined in Strong's Concordance as strength, power, ability, the power and influence which belongs to riches and wealth, the power of resources arising from numbers, the power consisting in or resting upon armies, forces, or hosts. The word strength is defined in Strong's Concordance as the power of choice, the liberty of doing as one what pleases, the power of authority, influence, and of right or privilege, the power of rule or government. We are to look for the nations of Europe to voluntarily give up their sovereignty over their money, their armies, and their political ability to determine their own course of action. This is what the treaties and constitution of Europe are all about. The Economist of June 13 tells us the Lisbon Treaty is complex. It offers sweeping changes to the way the Union runs, creating a new full-time president to represent member states and a foreign policy chief to speak for Europe around the world. It also sweeps away national vetoes in some important areas of policy, such as cross-border policing and justice. This is the voluntary ceding of power and strength. The Catholic News on June 14th recorded the opinion of Anthony Colon of the National Platform EU Research and Information Centre that the Lisbon Treaty would reduce sovereign nations like Ireland, Britain and Germany to the status of subordinate states comparable to the relationship between the state of Texas and the US federal government. 
The treaty would give the EU more lawmaking powers, Colin added, and would transfer more power to the EU from national states, national parliaments, and citizens. The non-elected commissions have the monopoly on proposing EU laws. Laws will be made primarily by an irremovable oligarchy of 27 legislating politicians, who constitute the Council of Ministers, who would make laws for 450 million Europeans. This would constitute the voluntary succession of political power and strength by member nations to the European beastie. The succession of monetary power and strength occurred when monetary union took place in the 1990s, notably excluding Britain, the latter-day Tarshish power, who we expect to come out of Europe. A political cartoon this week depicted the politicians of the European Union as calling for democracy in Iraq, Afghanistan, and Zimbabwe, while calling for a dictatorship in Europe. As far as giving up military power and strength, look at the Bible in the news. The European Observer reported on June 17th, German's foreign minister Frank Walter Steinmeier has indicated he would like to see a European army established. Speaking at a Social Democratic Security Policy Conference in Berlin on Monday, the 5th of May. Mr. Steinmeier said he favored the setting up of a European armed force, and that he would like to see moves in the direction speeded up. German daily Tagesspiegel reported Mr. Steinmeier as referring to the fact that the EU's new treaty, currently undergoing ratification across the European Union, allows for the possibility of a group of member states to move ahead in defense policy. Former defense minister and head of the SPD group Peter Struck said there will still be opposition to the idea of a European army as there once was against the single currency, the euro. But single states are no longer able to handle the threats of today. He continued, the German politician's comments appear to be in line with the views of French President Nicolas Sarkozy, who has in the past made several statements on the need for common European defense. End quote. We see that the German defense minister believes that single states have no kingdom individually, but will receive power if they give their power and strength unto the beast. The BBC reported on June fifth, two thousand eight, the French have said beefing up the EU's military capability will be a key part of their six-month presidency. That is of the European Union. So why say no? If the Lisbon Treaty is leading toward the fulfillment of Revelation 17, setting the stage for the standing up of the image, why did the Irish reject the Lisbon Treaty? Shouldn't the nations of Europe be embracing this treaty that transfers national, political, monetary, and military power and strength to the beast? Well, there is one detail we need to pay attention to. Revelation 17 describes a beast with a woman sitting upon her. The woman yields great political power because the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. She sits upon the beast, and it is the rider of any animal that gives direction to the animal. 
The Bible in the News and the Bible Magazine have, over the years, identified the woman with the Vatican, the religious system based out of Rome, the great city sitting on seven mountains and reigning over the kings of the earth, verses 9 and 18. The European beastie must be under the influence of the Vatican. So why the no vote in Catholic Ireland? Well, Reuters reported the following on May 29th in an article headlined, Some Catholics Pray for EU Treaty No Vote. Eamon Murphy hopes his prayers will help secure a no vote when predominantly Catholic Ireland votes on the European Treaty's Reform Treaty next month. A number of Catholic prayer groups have put rejection of the treaty at the center of their supplications. Some have sent text messages urging the devout to recite the Chaplet of the Divine Mercy, a rosary-like prayer cycle which they believe is especially effective. The article cited one of the Catholics as stating, I want the laws of God and Christian values to be upheld. Without it, anything goes. By this, she means Catholic values. The Roman Catholic Church wants to see the constitution or treaty, the political framework that will govern Europe, reflect its values and aims. The same article continued, an advert placed by one group in a Catholic newspaper this month called on members of the faith to reject the treaty because it would create a new European identity based on radical secularism and atheistic philosophies. A guide seeking to scupper the accord has also been published by another group targeting Catholic voters. Bishops are expected to issue their formal position before the referendum. End quote. Put another way, once the woman is comfortably seated upon the beast with the reins in her hand, then she will put her full force behind the Constitution and see that it is ratified, just as it supported Hitler and Mussolini leading up to the Second World War, and saw to it that Catholic voters brought them to power. It has long stated that it wants the Christian roots highlighted in the European Constitution. The big question being posed by many, and included in the June 13th Economist article, is Federalist types will demand to know why a small country on the far western fringes of Europe with less than 1% of the EU population should be allowed to deny Lisbon to 26 other states. Many larger European nations are rushing to ratify the treaty anyway. The British Parliament did so without a popular vote on June 18th. This furthers the concept of a two-speed Europe, one where those wishing to rush ahead can do so, and the skeptics will be relegated to the sidelines and pushed out of the way. This may well be part of the undercurrent in summit discussions which are to commence today. Will the political framework be worked out that will allow the EU to forge ahead without unanimous consent? Will the door be opened, which sceptical nations like Ireland, and yes, Britain, even though its parliament voted yes on the treaty, can be pushed through as they drag their heels to hold up the kings of the earth, giving their power and strength to the beast? When the EU wants to move further with monetary, military, and political union, and a country like Britain holds back, will it be jettisoned from the club? We know Britain will be out in the end, but how it will be removed remains to be seen. One thing we do know, 
These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And they that are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. Revelation chapter 17, verse 14. We continue to see the Bible in the news as the scroll of Revelation continues to be unraveled, leading to the battle of Armageddon and the great day of God Almighty that will commence the destruction of the kingdom of men and the establishment of the kingdom of God. While the nations of Europe posture themselves to give their power and strength to the beast, we need to ensure we are faithful to the call of the gospel so that we can be amongst the chosen who are with the Lord when the kings of the earth make war with him and when he will overcome them, smashing and crushing the image, scattering its dust into the air and setting up the kingdom which shall never be destroyed. Tune in next week for another edition of the Bible in the News, www.bibleinthenews.com. <laughs>